Welcome to the Rhino Daily Podcast, the daily podcast for sharp entrepreneurs. You'll hear insights and ideas from the world's top entrepreneurs and thought leaders designed to help you increase your profits and improve your lifestyle. Now, now here's your host, Steve Cypress. Thursday, August 29th, 2019, Steve Cypress here. And we're going to throw it back to this month, 10 years ago, August 2009. And I'm going to use that as an example, just some of the material produced by the one and only Dan Kennedy from my binder of 2009 material. So first of all, you can see just newsletters and and some other stuff that Dan produced in the one year. And this is in addition to always writing books and putting together presentations for his events and putting together entire events and doing tons of research, as he always does, if you've ever seen him speak or even seen just recordings or heard or, or seen the slides of, of his presentations. They're massively, amazingly researched. And then, of course, he's also uh, meeting with private clients and doing copywriting projects and putting together all kinds of stuff there. So this is just a, a small sliver of what he produced. And we're going to go to an even smaller sliver back to the month of August. I have all the tabs here uh, month by month. You can see each month's piece of material, uh, section of material there. And I just noticed as I open this up, we start with in the binder in the front, the weekly facts from Dan. So these are the weekly faxes from Dan every week. Members at certain levels of membership. Uh, back then it was called Glazer Kennedy Insider Circle with his partner Bill Glazer. Dan would send out a fax every single week. To this day, Dan still refuses to use email, cell phones, any of that kind of stuff. And you still need to communicate with him solely via fax and U.S. mail. Or if you are, again, high enough up on the totem pole with him, you can get a phone call. And if you're really high up and pay him a lot of money, you can get to see him in person uh, for consulting. Or you can pay less money and go see him in an event, but then you don't get him one-on-one. So this is 52 weekly faxes from Dan to start off the binder. And then let's go back to... August of 2009. So, of course, he didn't produce all this material in August of 2009. This is what was published or mailed out for August 2009. So he, oops, that's September. So he obviously um, produced some of it sooner and some of it a lot sooner because some of it has to do with uh, other things. I'm sure he was always promoting events, which uh, that marketing was put together months in advance. So let's start with the, oh, I don't know why it starts there, but I guess I just kept putting these on top of each other in no particular order, the diamond letter. So uh, when I first became a member, uh, there was a gold level and then there was a gold plus level. Later on, the gold plus got renamed to diamond. And then there was various uh, mastermind groups, platinum and titanium. So you see the metals. And there, there was a downsell, unbeknownst to most people, 
uh, for people that said, I want to cancel out of my gold membership, there was a silver membership, a step down from gold, where I believe all you got was Dan's No BS Marketing Letter every month, and you got nothing else. Uh, so we have the diamond letter. Oh, and look, you know, how, how fitting. Maybe I should have. I guess I didn't have to do any research here because how fitting that the first piece here, let me open this massive binder. The first piece, I remember this now. People remember, old time members, August 2009. How do you work, they ask. Fast and hard, I say. And this was uh, one of the times, I know he did it at least one other time that I remember, that he got a suggestion during one of the open call-in days from Peak Performer Luxury member. I was in the Peak Performers group for a couple of years, another level. And then luxury means uh, subscribing to his marketing to the affluent newsletter because Dan couldn't just produce one or two or three or four newsletters a month. It had to be like five or six. And uh, Dwight Woods, great friend, Dwight Woods, just a great guy and always the first one to ask a question at any Dan Kennedy event, first one to ask a question at any Dan Kennedy call when they opened up for questions if he wasn't first. Man, was he upset. And you don't want to get Dwight Woods upset because he is a martial arts, you know, 52 times black belt uh, instructor, and he will take your head off. Although, of course, he's the nicest guy in the world, so you'd have to really rub him the wrong way, I guess, for him to use that stuff other than uh, teaching it in tournaments or whatever. But I digress. So Dan put together this, uh, I think it's one week, one week where he uh, tracked, uh, maybe he always does, but he tracked for us his schedule, his calendar of productivity of action for the entire week of July 17th to 23rd of 2009, and that was published in the Diamond Letter of August 2009. Jeremy Danley, Chris Canzano, a bunch of other people are here, great seeing you. And so look at this stuff, 7.30 to 8.30. Writing work for GKIC this morning on a CD script. Remember that? CDs 10 years ago. Uh, for Glazer Kennedy, one quick fax that had to go out. 8.30 to 12.30, open call in with GKIC members, pretty much nonstop calls one after the other. But I had a snack of a stack of B pile mail to open and sort, handy for the dead time. Of course, Dan couldn't take a break even for two minutes. He had to always be producing and getting something done. And B pile mail for those that don't know, um, that's the old, uh, there's an A pile and a B pile of all the mail you get, or these days hardly any mail you get. And the A pile is stuff like, hey, a personal handwritten letter from your grandma. And the B pile is what people would think is junk mail. And so B pile is like, you know, not personal stuff to him, just stuff, of course, that as a marketer and a business owner, hopefully, you don't call anything junk mail, or even if you call it, you go through it all with a magnifying glass, because that's just, unless you somehow paying for it. That's free marketing education. And so that's the B pile mail that he's opening and sorting through. Uh, most of the time, I also had the TV on muted with captioning so I could observe the financial business news slash business news. Okay, that's four hours. 12.30 to 1.30 lunch, bathroom break, a little reading squeezed in. Of course, again, Dan has to be accomplishing something even during the break. 1.30 to 2 o'clock, project work, phone appointment with Chip Kessler on a new book. And that's uh, the Goat Testicles uh, book. I had Chip book to speak in one of my uh, Chicago and Sharpest Entrepreneurs, my Glazer Kennedy chapter event about 10 years ago when that book first came out. 
and he stood me up. One of the only speakers who was a no-show made up some excuse and didn't show, and I idiotically, idiotically, Dan would even smack me in the face for doing this. I rebooked him for like the next month or two months later, and guess what? He didn't show up again. Shocker! What an idiot I was. A guy doesn't show up, doesn't, but how unprofessional can I? Anyways, it's not about Chip Kessler, buddy. He wrote that good book with Dan, so who knows how much uh, each one of them wrote. Uh, good stuff, probably all written by Dan, about the goat testicles doctor. Make him believe. The name of the book isn't in here yet. That's how new it was, I'm guessing, they were working on, and a product we're working on based on the advertising, marketing, promotion, extraordinary life of his wife's relative, Dr. John Brinkley, right? That's the story. Chip Kessler found all this stuff somewhere in an attic or somewhere from a relative of his wife, one of the greatest marketers of all time. Behooves you to get that book, make him believe. And then there was a book, if somebody could let me know, hey, Phil is here, the actual book of the real story of the goat testicle doctor, John Brinkley. That is a fascinating read as well. And of course, incredibly instructive to marketers. And then Dan came out with Chip with a course on the Make Them Believe. Okay, 2 to 2.30 client service, phone appointment with Michael Kimball, who also at one point was a partner of Dan, Kennedy Kimball, licensing of, of Dan's products, uh, about copywriting projects. I just completed for him some marketing test results, an upcoming seminar of his I'm speaking at, exclusively for infomarketers to the real estate investor community. I'm exhausted. It's only 2.30 o'clock on the first day, right? 2.35 to 2.55 consulting session, phone consulting with Mike Storms about his speaking products and coaching businesses and his relationship with the Miami Dolphins. 3 to 3.30 GKIC work, phone appointment with Mark Landis, winner of a GKIC contest of a free telephone consultation. I was in the uh, peak performers with Mark. He, back then, he had a uh, merchant processing company. I know he's doing something else now. I forget what. Uh, 335, 355, client service, phone appointment with Dean Killingbeck. I had Dean speak once in my Chicago group. He's awesome. He's hilarious. If you ever get a chance to meet him, you'll never forget him. About his lunch sponsorship and presentation at the Seven Figures Academy and about ongoing copywriting and advice work. Four to five, book promotion, GKIC promotion, recording by phone interview for Daryl Miller at Trafficology about my NoBS Marketing to the Fluent book. So that was just coming out 10 years ago. If you market at all or want to market and make money from the people that are spending more money than anybody else, more easily than anybody else, you definitely want to get Dan's Marketing to the Fluent book. If not, get your hands on some of these uh, Marketing to the Fluent newsletters. Um, note this was one of two days in July in which all phone work was grouped. Okay, 5.30 to 6.30, opened weekly box from Vicky. That's his assistant. You have to mail everything to Vicky here in Arizona in Phoenix. And she puts it together in a box, the stuff she deems, you know, worthy enough to send to Dan. She FedExes over to Dan. And uh, he opened the box. He sorted the contents. He had a walk with Carla. It's his wife and the million-dollar dog. If you can't guess, that's his dog. Uh, he watched a happy hour on Fox Business. Okay opened a pile mail while watching and dressed for dinner. So the a pile, again, personal stuff, bills, letters, things like that that are, are uh, the uh, most worthy of being opened. 6.30 to 8.30, drove eight minutes to a restaurant, had dinner with Pete and Donna Lillo. It's Pete's best friend, uh, it's Dan's best friend, Pete Lillo. And that concludes that day. So that's 13 hours of a day. 
And then uh, during the dinner, undoubtedly, uh, not undoubtedly, but they might have discussed some kind of dinner, but that's one day, and he went through the whole week. So you could see for yourself, and I'm going to show you some examples of how much Dan works and what a great example he set for all of us about being productive. You know, I just had a talk today with a new client, and um, one of the things this client said was, yeah, uh, we did a, a, ma uh, a um, mammoth marathon coaching session yesterday. The one-hour intake initial call went to four hours because this person is amazingly overanalytical and, you know, arguing, uh, questioning everything I say all the time. I can relate because I used to be me, which, of course, causes paralysis and never doing anything. And then sure enough, I followed up today because there was a lot of overload of stuff. And sure enough, the response was, wow, I have a lot to think about. I'm like, no, you have nothing to think about. You have a lot to take action on. Here's the example from Dan. So next, we have Dan's No BS Marketing Letter for the month. And I have a bunch of stuff highlighted on here. So, ah, this is great. It says it all the time. There's not usually nothing new in here except the examples. Here's Dan's famous saying, I believe in teach. If you haven't offended somebody by noon each day, you aren't saying anything of importance. You aren't even trying to get much of anything done. I strive to be over quota. Love it, you're Dan. Uh, sometimes I'm quite intentional about it, but even when I'm not, I take pride and comfort in knowing how many people and readers I do offend and how often I offend them. And he goes on to teach all about that and there's all kinds of other stuff. Okay, so there's a entire uh now he didn't write this whole thing a bunch of it is from bill glazer and then there's some examples and photos but you know a big part of this nobius marking letter which is a 20 pages is all put together by dan single spaced not a lot of fluff in there a typical dan kennedy all about the content what did i highlight on the back here for the renegade idea of the month Back to business, to your advertising, marketing, pricing, sales, service, employee supervision, money management practices. If they conform nicely to industry norms, if they are peer approved, if they seem perfectly normal to everybody, that's a clue. Normalcy is not a good mate with making big money. Chew on that. Those of you that think, ooh, this has to be approved or you know, somebody didn't like it or it didn't look good or it didn't seem normal or like, that's good. Okay. Next, the bonus hot sheet, because Dan didn't write enough yet. Now he's got to do a, a whole two-page single-space, I don't know, is it six-point or eight-point font? Like, are you kidding me? This is really for any actual real person. This would be about six pages of stuff, a couple of photos. And just as a bonus, I'm just going to throw that in there because I guess he had a little bit more to say. Now he has, how cool is this? Looks like an insert to somewhere, and it is what Dan says, the ultimate millionaire maker discovery, how to develop a marketing system by Dan Kennedy. This is, again, single space. You'll go blind trying to read this thing without a magnifying glass, about six or eight point type. Might as well save a little money on the paper and jam it all in here. We got one, two, four, eight pages with no photos, fluff, anything at all. Another probably 20 or 24 pages of stuff. Now that, I can assure you, Dan didn't write it that month. I can assure you as sure as I can that that's something you've been teaching for years. 
maybe he made a few edits and a couple updates, but he threw that in there as well. And now we've got a preview of the upcoming semi-annual event. They did two events a year, Bill and Dan. And so the 2009 Info Summit, I think now that Dan, Adam Witte bought the company, it's called the Growth Summit, whatever. And uh, oh, look who was speaking. Good friend, the great Lloyd Irvin, speaking of martial arts champions. Boy, Dwight Woods and Lloyd Irvin in the ring, that'd be something. Uh, neither one would lay a hand on each other because they're both such super guys, and I'm sure they love each other, but that'd uh, be awesome. And oh, and there's uh, Ron Siever doing his presentation. I thought it was cool. I brought him to speak at my event a few months later. And there's a list. This is very smart. If you're hosting events, put a list of all the people that are signed up to attend. Other people that are on the fence uh, read through this and go, oh, really? He's going to be there? She's going to be there? He's going to be there? She's going to be there? I've always wanted to meet him. Uh, maybe I'll get to sit next to her. Maybe I'll get to sit at a lunch with him and her. And, and besides, look at all these sharp people that are going to this event. What am I, an idiot to not go? And i got to sign up for the event. So that's always a smart thing to do. Next, we have the gold letter. So I guess we have the diamond letter. The advanced, and now we have the gold basic letter. This is another four pages. Uh, not, I wouldn't say four pages because you got a blank mostly on the back uh, for notes. I get. Oh, this is where the I see the where I tore off the CD. So a CD is attached here, and then this is a uh, and then an article on here. The, mis the marketing mistake many are making, planting the seeds of their own destruction. And Dan goes through what that is. Cautionary tale. And check it out. The all new DanKennedy.com member site. Membership sites were pretty new back then. It's amazing how far we've come with technology and how quickly it changes. But there were directions how to access the Dan Kennedy membership site. And the CD itself that was on there, the gold CD of the month that I removed from there, I then put in the back of this binder in a handy dandy. Here it is in this, this binder in the back. Where I put ooh, which way this way I put all the monthly CDs in these binders, and so that I tore it off of there and listened to it, of course, likely more than once, and then I put them front and back in these binders in the back. Oh, now we've got welcome the new members. I close this thing. Welcome the new members, and I always highlighted the members in yellow that came for for me. Uh, you can see in 2009 I was just uh, one year less than what this was my 12th. Chapter meeting because I started in September. Oh, <coughs> excuse me. A little drink of water. Had my first day in Kennedy uh, GKIC chapter meeting in September 08. So this is my end of my first year, and I only had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven new members. I got that thing cranking up, and usually had 15 or 20 new members a month. So this is back when I was just getting things going, and didn't have a lot of the new members. There were times where I had. About 20% about a fifth of the new members from the entire company uh, coming through my chapter I had quite a machine going here is a registration form to attend the event the info summit you can see it's a legal size so I folded it up but this is a great template for a sign-up form for an event you got all kinds of bonuses on here all the value photos of the main speakers on the back, you got benefits of becoming a member because the pricing here is dependent on your level of membership. You get a bigger break 
the higher up you go. So then they're going to tell you what you get. If you upgrade, because look, at the, you'll save more money in the upgrade, practically enough to pay for your upgrade for the year. So very smart understatement. Of course, it's very smart. Marketing done for events by Dan Kennedy. Then they've got a feedback form. What do you think of this month's interview with Bill Glazer and the great Terry Belcher on the gold call? Facts in your comments. Now they have testimonials and reviews, and they can post those in future issues. And nowadays, they would be put with videos up on YouTube and all over the Internet and so forth. And then, oh, I remember this, the old top secret, swipe and deploy money-making resource of the month. Yours to take it, copy it, model it. Obviously, make it your own. Don't just copy it. That wouldn't make sense because it's for what business is this one for? It's a real example sent in by someone of something that works. Wallpaper marketing. No, it's not the stuff you paste your walls. It's one of the smartest ways to use a media online where you can stand out from the crowd and get in the face of every one of your customers when they go online in an extremely cost-effective way. So this is with all the examples of how to do it and whatever. Wallpaper marketing. Oh, and then if you wanted it done for you, you can uh, get the wallpaper confirmation form, fill that out, and have someone do it for you for pretty cheap, 47 bucks. Jeez. Anyone that has any kind of business at all, I don't know what a customer, client, or patient or member is worth to you, but if you can't make 47 bucks from doing a promotion, there's something really wrong. You likely rake in thousands and thousands of dollars. So the 47 seems like a good deal to me. Then we have the no BS internet profit report. Because, of course, Dan hasn't produced enough yet. This is just one page. No, it's single space. So for some reason, uh, this must have come, I don't know. Maybe I copied it off the internet and printed it out. Oh, and it's produced by Derek Eel, who took over from uh, Corey Rudel, the internet marketing, internet, what was it called? The Internet Marketing, Internet Marketing Center? Oh, I forget the technical name of it. Oh, isn't it here? Anyway, probably says that about him here. But anyway, so this is another eight-page thing here. But this is by Derek Eel, because you're going to want to take advice from the Internet from someone other than Dan Kennedy, even though Dan, of course, influenced Corey and Derek and Yannick Silver and Perry Marshall and Frank Kern and Perry Belcher and Ryan Dice and Russell Brunson and Andy Jenkins and Mike Filsame and Matt Basak and all the top Internet marketers anyway. But uh, Dan was always smart to uh, not only get someone else to contribute information to his members, uh, but also to get the right person to give that message. So instead of, a, you know, a, an older guy that doesn't use the Internet, get a young kid that does, and people believe the message more. Of course, it would be the same message, but there's another good lesson. Uh, the messenger does matter. Uh, here's next. I remember that when I had Matt Basak speak at one of my events. And Bill Glazer got all upset because Bill Glazer had a product, had to make money on the Internet. And I was like, Bill, who do you think my people are going to listen more to? An old guy telling them about the Internet or young Matt Basak in shorts, tacky shorts and a black T-shirt and a baseball cap talking about how to make money on the Internet. The messenger matters. All right. Next, you have Copy Confidential. Oh, this is, was a Bill Glazer thing with uh, Bill Phillips, a 
copyright, Robert Phillips, I mean the copywriter, Bill Phillips, Bill and Sean Phillips, top copywriters in their own right for the uh, health market, of course. Um, but here is a copy confidential, Bill Glazer and Robert Phillips, they have a conversation and it is transcribed here and they're talking all about uh, whatever they talk about every month and then they have the examples and the exhibits here of emails and internet stuff and sales letters and online offline examples that you can model and use as templates for your own stuff but that wasn't by Dan that was from Bill next we have another preview of the info summit maybe this came in the mail but here is uh, Dan and again you've got the people signed up for the email summit and here I highlighted the my members going again that way back then only had six people going to the info summit later on I would have about 15 or so going to the info summit and I have about 25 or 30 going to the super conference every year more than any other chapter like if I have to throw in an old word for myself in here somewhere might as well by the way you want help with any of the stuff I'm discussing here or any of the comments to throw something in by myself go to my site Help from Steve.com. It's not actually a site. That just will bring you right to my personal calendar. And you can pick a time that's available and we'll get on the phone and we'll talk and I'll, we'll just talk about the good old days or I will uh, help you out with anything you want. And then you have Bill with a promotion for his new book. Help him get on the bestseller list and you get all kinds of bonuses and whatever. And I helped him do that. And I think I sold over a hundred copies of his book. I hosted it. He came to Chicago and I, Co-hosted event with uh, with uh, another uh, chapter uh, in Chicago, and uh, Bill came and signed books. And then I got invited to the dinner with the top promoters of Bill's book. That's where I met some of those guys, like Yannick Silver, for the first time. I remember, I sat right next to Matt uh, Basak and uh, Russell Brunson. The big talk that was in January of 2000. 10 maybe, and the big talk was how credit card processing companies had just shut down all kinds of internet marketers for their, what they call forced continuity, where without checking a box, without opting in, people were automatically rebuilt over and over. The credit card companies didn't like that, and they shut everybody off, and that had just happened, and it was the talk of the whole dinner, and everyone was going crazy. And uh, of course, not only did everyone survive, they all figured out what to do and made a lot of money. And then we've got uh, Bill Glazer putting out about an eight-page piece of his own about an event he's got coming up. And now uh, that takes care of the month of August. There you go. And then we've got, for some reason, I get another order form for the uh, info summit. So probably two different mailings. or uh, No, one was a separate mailing, no doubt, and one came with the monthly newsletter, or in my case, several newsletters that came all at the same time. So there's just one month of stuff from Dan and Bill just to show you the next time you're thinking, ooh, ah, I, you know, you're making excuses. You know, um, people that know me know I'm always saying you can make money or you can make excuses, but you can't make both. I'm sure I didn't come up with that, but I am saying it all the time, but I, I catch myself doing it. So this is going to motivate me even more when I think like, well, I can't be working on that because I got this and I got that. You see uh, Dan's jumping around from all the different projects. To me, the trick, the strategy, the secret is that you get really good at calendaring out your day, your week, your month. 
And you can, as Dan said, this was one of two days of the week or the month where he grouped all the calls together. I like to do that. So you have a call after a call. You have a, I like to put a little buffer in between so I can prepare for the next one and, and look up the person and what they're all about and what we're going to be talking about. And, and then I can take some notes afterwards. And then I go to the next call. I think Dan just, you know, he's so good. He just does one call after the other. Um, which I have done also. If I'm doing open calls, I'll just do one after the other where nobody has to book it. I'm just taking a call on another call. Um, but you, you can, you can group your projects together. Like I'm going to do all my writing here. I'm going to do reading here. I'm going to do phone calls here. I'm going to do emails here. You can group things like that, but whichever way you do it, when you put stuff on the calendar, I am taking lunch for this hour. I'm taking dinner for these two hours. I'm walking the dog at this time. I'm doing breakfast at this time. I'm going to be writing my next book at this time. I'm doing this interview on this podcast at this time. You put it all out, you fill in the cracks, and you just get to work, right? It's the old saying, the good news and the bad news. The good news is you're your own boss, and the bad news is you're your own boss. So if you were your boss, are you a good boss right now or a bad boss? I ask that of myself all the time. Are you letting your key employee, who is you, goof off or be unproductive or have nothing to do or, or, or get all stressed and say, I have so much to do and I can't do anything? Or do you manage and coach and train and oversee your key worker, yourself, to constantly be productive? Okay. Do you have to put out all this stuff every single month? And by the way, again, this isn't anywhere near. You're not seeing it. Dan's got all his copywriting projects and his speaking engagement projects, and he's always writing several books, and he's got all kinds of stuff going on. But, you know, that's a, that's a lot of stuff. He was producing just in one month, 10 years ago today, August 2009. That's Throwback Thursday. Let's go to questions, comments, concerns, anything at all. Jer Dog. Jeremy Danley's here and says, I really like those plain paper newsletters from back in the day. Yes. Compared to the slick magazine style GKIC put out later on, I think they are back. I haven't kept up with it, but I think people tell me they are back to more of the no BS. Right. I mean, uh, you know, Bill Glazer sold out the company to uh, investors who knew nothing about effective marketing they knew nothing about entrepreneurs. They knew nothing about Dan Kennedy, had no respect for anything. Uh, they were just completely useless, ran the company in the ground. And one of the things in their brilliance was, ooh, these newsletters are ugly. We got to make them look slick and look good. And like, ah, cancellations left and right. Okay, I, I, I don't care. Hopefully you don't care. Well, if you do, you're in the wrong place. If you care about how it looks. I mean, look around. If I cared how this video looks, how's the lighting? How's the audio? How's the piles of crap behind me, uh, haphazard stuff up on my file cabinet, and one file even open because I was getting something out. I mean, just things are happening, okay? And and when Pete Alonzo, my beloved New York Mets, Pete Alonzo, won the home run derby, if you were following along about a month ago, I put all this Mets stuff up, which normally a lot of is in front of me, like my, uh, my little Mets helmets here and uh, all kinds of stuff. And this a slightly bigger Mets helmet here. So I got my Mets batting cap on now. And, you know, I got a lot of this stuff in front of me and in front of me among credenz and stuff. But I, I put a lot of it personally behind, purposely behind me so I could show it off. 
Let's go Mets. First time ever, a home run derby winner. Who knows if we'll ever have another one or if we'll ever win anything again. So I'm like, so I got my Tom Seaver thing here, my old dilapidated Mets hat and a Mets bobblehead and a water. I mean, do I care? Did I, did I, you know, center the New York Mets banner up on the one? I hung it on the corner of the Rhino. Like, let's just get going here. Okay. Because that's what I'm all about. And if that's what you're about, you love, like Jeremy says, those old Dan Kennedy newsletters and the old Dan Kennedy products. Do you ever buy one of those, Jeremy? Back in the day, you'd pay like 500 or 1,000 bucks and you'd get this binder in the mail with uh, clearly like, you know, mimeogra Xerox copies where they're a little bit crooked with a line going down them, you know, really low quality Xerox copied crap in the binder. And the first thought of everybody I've talked to back then, I had the same thought of everybody is what the hell is this crap? I paid a thousand bucks for this, but then we started reading it and probably didn't even need to get past the first paragraph. And we're like, holy crap, this thing is way underpriced. Okay. And that is the audience Dan Kennedy crafted. That's the audience Dan Kennedy developed. No BS. That was his brand. No fluff, no nonsense, no BS. Now, Jeremy, you're a professional comedian. So, Comedians can do the same thing, and I'm obviously I know a millionth about being a professional comedian as you do. But uh, you know, you see comedians that come out and they're all dressed up, and then you see other ones that are wearing you know a ripped T-shirt, and other ones that have all their props all prepared, like uh, what's his name, uh, you know, uh, with the bozo hairdo and smashing the watermelons, uh, that guy, and you know, everything is all set up and perfectly whatever. And then you have the guy that just comes out and says, let's just go to the audience and riffs on whatever and doesn't and just has a stool. I mean, I love when I see just the stool and a microphone and a glass of water. And then the comedian doesn't even take a glass of that water. I just know I'm getting raw. I believe it's probably now I think, of course, every single word has been rehearsed and tested in front of audiences a million times. But I believe I'm just getting raw, unfiltered, that comedian. And I love it. And that was the old no BS marketing letter. And then in their infinite wisdom, in air quotes, because their stupidity, of course, the investors that bought the company said, ooh, let's make this color, and let's get all kinds of guest writers into it, and, and they put Dan's rant, which, of course, was always on the cover of the No BS Marketing, they put that on the inside, so you have to, like, look for it, instead of, of course, it being the first thing I get, I want Dan, and they messed up the whole thing, and, uh, but I think now they've gone back to at least close, I don't think as far back as what I'm talking about with the real raw, ugly, just plain, hey, this is great content. And Dan attracted, you see what he did there? He attracted people like me, like Jeremy, like others who wanted and craved and thirsted for great content. And you can leave out all the rest of the crap and repelled at the same time all the useless riffraff members that would come in and say, ooh, ah, this is ugly. I'm going to cancel my membership. Go away. That Dan wanted the person like me and like Jeremy that craved the information and did not care about the packaging. And he repelled, of course, the people who cared about the packaging and therefore not as concerned about the content. And you'll see that, by the way, I see it all the time online when someone puts a post on or something on on social media or on their website, and then some Yahoo has to come along with a comment and go, you know, you misspelled in the 13th paragraph on the fourth line, you've got uh, one letter misspelled. And 
loser alert, go away, go away. We don't care. I'm pretty sure you still understood what he was saying, right? So you wait, you felt compelled to waste your time in your life to type out, ooh, ah, ooh, ah, you got a misspelling or whatever, go away. So Dan repelled all those people that give a crap about their logo and the name of their company being really big at the top of the ad and all that crap. It doesn't sell and doesn't do anything. Dan repelled all that crap. So I'm with you, Jeremy. Love the old raw Dan Kennedy. Allen's here. Amir's here. Sid's here. Now Jeremy says again, uh, people's minds are blown when they see how much a foul-mouthed party animal jackass like me, I'm quoting Jeremy, by the way, although probably works for me too, uh, gets so much done. It's all based on Dan Kennedy time management wisdom. Yes, I highly recommend No BS Time Management by Dan Kennedy. Uh, and that's a little bit of what I was talking about there. How else? And by the way, I had this conversation on that marathon call with my new client yesterday because that was one of the, the areas of frustration on my client intake form was, ooh, uh, time management. I'm like, here's the deal. Cannot manage time. Nobody can manage time. I can't. You can't. Jeff Bezos can't. Warren Buffett can't. Bill Gates can't. I don't care if you have a bazillion dollars. You can't manage time. Time is ticking. Time is passing. Time just passed. Time since I came on here, 15, 20 minutes passed. That's it. Can't get it back. Can't manage it. Can't get more of it. Can't have less of it. Time is rolling on. What you can manage is how you handle time. More importantly, how you allow and how you train other people to handle your time. That's a big reason for lack of productivity, especially these days with all the interruptions at our disposal, all the internet and whatever, you know, all the different apps and messages and things popping up all the time on your laptop and whatever. And like, if you don't manage that properly, then sure enough, somebody's going to email you. And if you sleep with your phone, like a lot of people do, and they somehow, you know, read their emails first thing in the morning, which I would never do, or look at it. I just answered a text message from yesterday. That's what I do. Okay. Guy sent me, we had a phone call scheduled three-way call yesterday at today at 8 a.m. Yesterday, uh, the prospect says, um, forget it, I'm no longer interested. The, uh, the, the three-way, the third party on there forwards that email to me. Okay, I see it. I take the call off my schedule. Uh, then he sends me, I think, another email saying the call was canceled. I'm like, okay, got it. Now I just noticed today, about an hour ago, when I first checked my text messages, after I get a lot of stuff done for the day, then I record this video. Then I check my text messages. Then I check Facebook. Then I check my emails. Not until I have, like you see with Dan Kenny, gotten my schedule and what I want to get done. And I got a ton done today. And when I got all that done, then I started seeing what other people want to interrupt me with and what their agenda is. But first, I take care of my agenda, period. Learn that from Dan, of course. And uh, I saw this text message that came in, and it came in at... Yesterday at 8.19 p.m., want to ensure you got my messages, no call tomorrow. Today, at, that was the call at 8 a.m. this morning, so I guess he sent it at 8, 8.19 p.m. Do you think I'm looking at my phone at 8.19 p.m.? I'm done for the day, buddy. I'm not looking at my phone. Like I just said, I'm not sleeping with the text messages. They're not waking me up or interrupting me or none of that crap. My 8.19, 
So today at 3.51 p.m., when I was done with all the stuff I did for the day and started checking social media, email, text, whatever, I respond, got it, thanks. I figured I'd respond, but, you know, call was at 8 a.m. So whether I got it or not, like, did I even have to respond? But, you know, I guess you're supposed to respond to text messages. I'm new to this whole texting thing because I, I don't like it. Because, like you see, I'm not as smart as Dan, who refuses to even use it at all. I, I realized that I can't get through to people on the phone. No one wants to talk on the phone anymore. They want a text message. So I bent to it about, I don't know, maybe a year ago now and started doing text messages. But I'm still terrible. I, I don't understand how these kids sit there and put these tiny little letters out all day and sit there and do it back and forth. Anyway, I digress. Um, next, I'm here. Curious, why did the Slick newsletter not do as well, assuming content was still good quality? Excellent question. I think I've covered it. The content could have been the same, but emotionally, the packaging distracted from the content. So, again, when you see, so, you know, this is, uh, I'll, I'll answer it this way, Amir. This is the rise in the past 10 years or so and the tremendous popularity of reality TV shows. So could they write a script for the Kardashians? Could they write a script for the America's Talent Show, for the, the biggest loser, for the, uh, for the, you know, the chef, uh, the, the uh, you know, chef that goes in and yells at everybody and the bar rescue and the shark tank and, uh, and the, the, the crazy housewives of wherever. Uh, could you write scripts for Survivor and the greatest race in the world and all that stuff? Could you write scripts for all this? Sure. Not as compelling. What people love to see is the raw, when the lady throws the drink in the other spoiled lady's face at some dinner and all the cameras are all around on the Housewives show. People love to see that. They love to see the realistic, raw nature. The cameras are, are, are blurry and they're shaking as they're trying to quickly follow the person as they throw something at the other and then ooh, ah, and sometimes you see another camera in the background because so much action is going on that the you know, camera got to the side and the other one came running in and they didn't edit that out. If it was a movie, you now you, it's totally different when you pay your 10, 15 bucks and you go see a Star Wars or a, or a slick movie. Well, that you would never see another cameraman in the back. Cut! Stop that. Redo the scene a hundred times. So there is a market for that. And there's certainly a lot of slick magazines out there. Are there not? 99% of them. Time magazine, is that still around? And I was going to say Life Magazine, that's not around, and whatever other magazine, Sports Illustrated, whatever magazines there are, you better believe they likely, some of them have months lead time, the monthlies, you know, if you advertise in them, you know, uh, that you've got to place that ad three months in advance in a monthly magazine. They are so put together, and you see movies on it, like The Devil Wears Prada was all about a monthly magazine, and so you see they're, they're putting everything together real carefully and it takes a long time. They're laying everything out, looking at it with a magnifying grace. And sure, there's a market for that. But there's also a market for absolute, real, raw stuff. And emotionally, I just believe that if the packaging, if we believe, so I'll end the story, the analogy by saying, we believe when we see the Kardashian show or the Real Housewives show that we just saw real What's it called? Reality. We just saw reality. You, if you, you might be watching me on the internet right now when we're done, or probably right now on a second screen or whatever everybody does, you probably do it anyway. Go off and do a search on your favorite search engine for um, uh, faked scene reality show. And you will see 
all the time, tons of it. So what will happen is one of the Kardashians or one of the housewives or one of the survivor people or somebody did something, they slipped and fell or they threw something at somebody and it was either funny or entertaining or whatever, and the cameraman missed it. Oh, damn, you know, the guy in the kitchen bar rescue, he came out of the kitchen, slipped on a banana peel and dropped the whole plate of desserts. And we missed it. We just heard the big crash. We went running in. I, I, we were filming out in the out in the restaurant then. We only had one camera in the kitchen. And we we missed it. What happened? He slipped. A, he actually slipped on a banana peel. You mean the oldest joke in the world? My apologies to the professional comedian here who probably knows the actual oldest joke in the world. But it's an old joke. Slipped on a banana. Old gag. It's a gag. He, he, it's a physical gag. Right? He slipped on a banana peel. We got it. And we missed it. And the producer immediately says. Don't be ridiculous. We have to restage that. We have to have that on TV. It did happen. We're not making it up. It's still a reality show. But since we missed it, we're going to say, please put another platter of whatever on there. I mean, we'll pay you an extra thousand bucks here. And uh, please, you know, uh, that waiter's now all covered in whipped cream and whatever. So let's make a different waiter do it who's all dressed nicely. And let's put a banana peel right there. Where was it? Over there? Well, yeah, let's put. let's move it a little bit over because this angle of the... And they stage the whole damn thing and they do it over again. But we believe, and we're watching that show, if you didn't do this search on the search engine and find all these instances of all these faked reality scenes, you believe that was real. So the packaging matters. So when the packaging makes it appear like it's raw and real, we believe that we're getting this typed out by Dan Kennedy on his typewriter, which, by the way, the original Dan Kennedy No BS marketing letters, if you get your hands on them, I have some copies of them here. I wasn't subscribing to it 30 years ago, but uh, whenever it first started, but I've, I've got some of those original ones. It actually was Dan typing it out, courier font, on the typewriter, and then mimeograph, Xeroxing, copying it off, whatever you call it, that's what it was. So the, 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 the one that Jeremy's talking about, the raw, you know, non-slick one was kind of approximating that, and we love that. So there's certain people that love, the people that are really into something. If you're really into Housewives, then you want to see what you believe they're really doing. By the way, that's a, another hint. Uh, if you ever give a tour, if you, you ought to, if you have a brick-and-mortar business, you ought to put a tour, just take out your phone and or your iPad, whatever, and and film you walking through or have, have your assistant film you as you walk through and give a tour of the office. People love to see that. Your prospective patients, clients, whatever they are, customers will love to see the behind the scenes. Here's my office, retail store. Here's behind the retail. Here's the break room. Here is the storage room. You see all the stock we have and all the, oh, and there's Joe working on the alterations. And here's the new thing came in. There's the truck being unloaded. People love that stuff. Because we, we love what we believe is the raw, real, behind the scenes. So that's my uh, long answer to that, Amir. Does that help? That those of us that just wanted the pure gems from the mind of Dan Kennedy, the marketing advice, we were actually, our mind was clouded out from receiving that if it was received in too slick a form. Sounds silly to say, and it's hard to explain, but it's a, it's a psychological thing. All right, next. Jeremy says, yep, that's my style, raw and unfiltered, except for, oh, so now Jeremy's talking about his comedic style, which, of course, by the way, Jeremy Danley, D-A-N-L-E-Y, go follow him on Facebook, and you'll see every single day 
he does the 420 report at 420 Eastern or thereabouts, depending on where he is on the road or if he's at home or whatever he's doing, or if he's doing a week at a fair and he's, and he's arg, doing his pirate routine at the fair. Um, you get to see him raw and unfiltered in his basement studio, which, by the way, if you scroll back and get to see him from a year ago or so, there wasn't even a studio in the basement. It was really raw. Now he's got a, quote, studio, which is, again, what I'm talking about, really raw. Okay, it's just a wall with a Godfather poster on it, which I don't know where he got that from, and another poster up there, and that's about it, and a microphone. That's it. doesn't have all the lights and all the slick and all the whatever, so you believe you're getting the raw and unfiltered Jeremy Danley. And I believe, and Jeremy believes, or else he would change it, that if he put a green screen and lots of perfect lighting and had a perfect backdrop and whatever, you, you wouldn't feel, you'd feel it's contrived somehow. You wouldn't feel you're actually with Jeremy in his basement getting the raw, unfiltered stuff, and people love it. And you, I predict, anyone that likes comedy, well, at least check it out because. There's different types of comedy. Maybe you don't like his type of comedy. But at least go check it out. 420 report every day from Jeremy Dan. Uh, except for dressing up. Slick and styled with button-up shirt, blue blazer, and American flag ball cap. So that's my style. Raw and unfiltered except for dressing up. Slick and styled with button-up shirt, blue blazer, and American flag ball cap. So now, since I have not had the brains enough to go see a live show of Jeremy, are you saying that when you're on stage, you're raw and unfiltered in how you speak, but you are dressed nicely in a slick and styled with a button-up shirt and a blue blazer, although then you throw on, of course, the ball cap, which gives off that raw feeling again. Um, but other comedians just come out with, you know, just a T-shirt or, you know, denim, you know, jeans and whatever. Amir says, OMG, that's brilliant. Oh, okay, well, I, I'm sure you don't mean... Brilliant by me, just a brilliant concept that we got from Dan Kennedy. But at least that uh, now I feel better that I at least explained it somewhat well. You know, if you want more of an explanation or even more, if you want me to help you with how to put that concept to use for you in your particular business, Amir or anyone else, go to helpfromsteve.com. We'll get on the phone. I hope you implement any of this stuff. Anyway, that's enough for tonight. That'll do it. I don't see any other questions, comments, concerns. If you have them, Post them after the video on a replay, and I always come back and check them and respond when appropriate. Go to helpfromsteve.com if you want one-on-one -on -one help. And that'll do it for Throwback Thursday as we threw it back 10 years to the month of August 2009 from the world of Dan Kennedy and Bill Glazer and your humble host, Steve Cypress. Thanks, everyone, for watching. I'll be back tomorrow on Foundation Friday. I have a foundational basic business building tip for you. Hey, thanks for all those likes. All the shares, all the comments, good, bad, ugly, and different. I love them all. Bring them on. That's it for today. I'll catch you tomorrow. Thanks, everyone, for being here today. i got to click this twice over and out. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us today on the Rhino Daily Podcast, the daily podcast for sharp entrepreneurs hosted by Steve Cypress. Join us tomorrow for another exciting episode designed to help you increase your profits and improve your lifestyle. Also, go to rhinodaily.com for more great business exploding tips, strategies, and tactics from the world's top experts. Plus, snag your free copy of Money Making Monthly Magazine. Goodbye.